Open Books with Claire is a proud member of the Create Vine and is produced by Mecca Radio. Welcome back to Open Books with Claire. On Open Books with Claire, we explore characters and how they drive the stories we love. I'm your host, Claire. So today I'm going to give a short, spoiler-free look at In the Afterlight. But don't worry, I will also look at a spoiler and more in-depth look at In the Afterlight as well. Uh, So In the Afterlight was written by Alexandria Bracken. Uh, So Alexandria Bracken is a New York Times best-selling author. Uh, So the book is written in a first-person point of view, um, and we're inside the head of just one of the characters. Uh, So we follow Ruby um, as she continues the adventure. So this is the third book in the series, uh, which means there's been a lot um, that has happened in the past two books. And uh, it's also the last book in this series. Uh, so we follow, we continue to follow Ruby as she uh, has to fight back, um, or feels like she has to fight back about, against the government and the dystopian nature of the society that she's living in. <laughs> so that was the spoiler-free section, and now we'll dive into the rest of the book, including spoilers. Okay, so to join me in that conversation is my friend Talia. Hello. Uh, so, Talia, would you like to <laughs> tell us a little bit about what happens in this book? Yes, yes. So, they are starting, and they are in Los Angeles, and they decide that they need to leave, and so they split into a few groups, and the group that Ruby goes with, she's with Cole, Liam, Chubbs, Vita, and Clancy, so that Ruby could keep an eye on Clancy, and she misleads the the children's league agents that she's with because she found out that they're actually out to uh betray them and so they go on their way and they actually end up finding zoo and the kids that she was with so they take these kids and they bring them to the ranch which is where they were headed and once they get there they find kate again and they regroup and they need lots of supplies, so they're worried about that. And they're also worried about keeping Clancy out of the way with his little mind tricks. Throughout this whole book, there's a lot of drama. Liam and Cole are fighting basically nonstop. And one of the main things that they're fighting over is Cole wants to just go aggressive mode and liberate the camps, whereas Liam wants to get it on the media, let the people of the world know what's happening. So they're fighting over that. And, um, Ruby, uh, learns that, uh, learns a lot of things from Clancy as she's, goes to, like, give him food and stuff, and she decides that she wants to get Lillian Gray, which is Clancy's mom. And so Vita and Chubbs go off to do that, and while they're doing that, everyone else goes to liberate the Oasis camp, which is a small camp, and just to help them prepare to liberate Thurmond. And before that happened, Liam got kicked off of the team to go do that because Cole thought he was being uh, too silly, wasn't taking it seriously. And then Liam goes off on his own to go get this Alice girl from Amplify, which is to help with his plan to get the media on board. And so that leads to a whole other thing where 
Colton and we're like fighting and Ruby gets involved too and it's just it's wild. And I'm during a interview between Alice, this girl from Amplify, and Zoo. Zoo actually speaks for the first time, which is everyone's so touched by it and so that happens. And then after that, uh, Ruby goes and fixes Lillian's mind. And so Lillian is able to reveal things about Ian and all the... What's happening to these kids and stuff. Cole is dealing with his own little inner conflicts about being red. And he wants to go to a red camp and try and see what's going on or whatever. So he brings Liam with him. And he actually reveals to Liam first and then later everybody that he's a red. And so then he can say that he actually knows what everyone's going through. But while they're there, Cole actually... Oh my gosh, he passes away. That's so sad. Um, So Liam's kind of going crazy right now. And well, and then like right after Ruby finds out, Clancy like on takes over Ruby's mind. She doesn't know what's happening and she almost shoots Lillian. And we find out that he's been using her to talk to his people outside to come and save him. So then Clancy's people along with uh, the PSFs come and while everyone's trying to get away, Ruby gets taken by them back to Thurmond so that they can go into their plan to uh, liberate the camp. So their plan was to give Ruby a USB so that she could plug it into the 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 thing, you know, and uh, to take it down, take down the security stuff, and so that everyone else could get in. And Ruby's like full on prepared to not make it out, which is like really sad. But while she's there, she actually fixes Sam's mind. So Sam can remember things that Ruby took away from her by accident. And so Ruby goes along with the plan. She does it. And then everyone else comes and saves the day. They liberate the camp. And then Ruby actually gets really hurt. Um, so she ends up at a hospital. And she wakes up there. And her grandma's there. And she actually, her parents are there. And so she's able to release their minds too. And that had been such a, like, so much, uh, that was a weight on her, definitely. And so she was able to fix that. And then they go to this meeting thing. um, And Chubbs is actually a representative for this meeting. And they're trying to decide what to do with these kids, with all the powers, whether they uh, let them free or... Uh, take away their powers or put them in a uh, camp thing. And so there's that happening. But then they all sneak away from this, all the drama, and they uh, they drive off into the distance because, you know, the, they, the world is changing and they're happy. And that's the end of the book. Awesome. There's definitely a lot that uh, goes on in this book, so that was a good summary of what happens. I mean... If you want to know everything that happens, you probably should just read the book. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Ruby a little bit, since she is the main character. Um, it's her mind that sh- we get to see the most. 
Um, she definitely has a lot of character development in this book. There's a lot of hardships that she has to face. She kind of, it almost seems that she gets caught in the middle of a whole bunch of things. Yeah, like everything. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, she seems to, she seems to be a little bit of a middleman. And so we get to see her character develop a little bit in, um, I think she gains even more confidence in herself because she's been gaining confidence in herself throughout this whole series. But then in this um, book, she gains enough confidence to actually go back to the place where she was in for, I don't know, six or seven years in order to save everyone from it. And yeah, you get to see her um, her relationships develop. So she develops a friendship and um, a lot of trust with Cole. Um, and so when he he does die, she's distraught. Like, and she I don't know. She almost I don't know. There's I think there's a feeling of you know like what could I have done more? And then when she finds out that. She's the one who had warned that camp that they were coming. She feels even worse. Um, and I think that's part um, of what pushed her to continue with the plan, right? And even and go into the camp to save everyone. So what did you, I don't know, how did you think her character developed? As she was, like, learning about her powers and, like, as she started, like, taking away these memories, whether it was, like, an accident or, like, on purpose, I think those, like, really, they had this huge weight on her. And, like, especially with her parents, like, she she did that when she was so young and she didn't know she could fix it. And she just kind of accepted that that was a forever thing until she was able to give Liam back his memories. And so I think... Once she was able to give the people back their memories that she accidentally took away, like her parents and Sam, I think she would have felt a lot lighter and a lot happier because she was able to fix something that she didn't think she'd be able to. So, Yeah, she definitely, by the end of the book, she definitely seems a lot happier. Um, because they, you know, they've succeeded, and she's been able to restore things that she took away, and yeah, she definitely doesn't have the same weight on her shoulder. It's definitely been lifted. Yeah, and you also, you kind of get to see Liam develop a little bit. Like, I mean, obviously, you don't know what's going on in his head, right? And there's a lot of times where Liam and Ruby actually end up avoiding each other because they have so much tension between each other, because uh, they're both keeping secrets, right? Like, they both um, have their own things that they're doing, but it's for the same cause. Uh, they just don't always agree with each other's methods, you know? And I think they, like, well, they, like, he lost her trust when she took away his memories, and so that would have been really hard for him to get over, because when she did it in the first place, she didn't think that she would be able to give his memories back so she didn't really think about the how it it would affect him she just was trying to keep him safe and so when he did get the memories back he was his mind was just all over the place he didn't know it was real and he he lost that trust that he had in her which i think closed him off a bit and which made him hold some secrets yeah, no, there's definitely that part. And, I mean, he carries around a letter that he wrote to himself just in case 
um, she takes his memory again, whether on purpose or on accident, um, or like if she's forced into it, but he carries around this paper, you know, that tells him who he is, what he's fighting for, you know, just reminds him of all of these things, um, because I think he's still a little scared, you know, like there, there's that broken trust, you know, and he's, I mean, he tries to, to fight it, he's still, you know, he's still with her, but there's definitely, um, a lot of separation between the two of them, um, and it affects, I feel like it affects everyone else around them, because, like, everyone else feels awkward when they're together, and, like, you know, it feels awkward, and then, I don't know, it almost feels like they, they need to take sides, but then they don't want to take sides, and (laughs) Chubbs is just stuck in the middle, poor guy, he's, like, like in the last book when he like found out that they were separated he's like what the heck happened and then now when he's here he's like he's really like the middleman he's like i don't understand like why aren't we like all in the garage like why do i have to choose a side and i I feel bad for the guy dealing with all ruby and liam's stuff (laughs) there's also like liam's relationship with his brother is also a little different too because they have different opinions on on like how they should save these kids like Liam thinks that you know they should try and go for you know like getting all of this information out to the public so then the people can see what's actually happening but Cole is thinking more you know let's just go fight them you know all of these people it's you know um and then Liam doesn't want the kids to become soldiers in the league Uh, because he knows what it was like to be there, because he was there for a little bit, and then he left, um, while Cole stayed there, and he also doesn't know that Cole has abilities, right, so he doesn't, he thinks that Cole doesn't understand what it's like to have abilities in this world, um, and it isn't until he finds out that Cole does have abilities that, you know, their relationship starts to mend a little bit more. Yeah, that was a big thing that Liam was, like, holding over Cole. Because he, Cole was trying to be the leader, and Liam's like, what right do you have to lead us? You don't know what we're going through, but Cole actually, like, knew exactly what they were, like, well, maybe not exactly, because he didn't go to a camp, but he knew what they were going through, and he also had it a little worse, because he he had a more dangerous, more dangerous powers, and you could see in Ruby how the the more dangerous powers really, like, affect a person more than just having, like, telepathy. Yeah, there is definitely a burden. Uh, We also get to see um, Cole. So, we met Cole in the last book, right? When do you meet him? Like, partway... No, you meet him... You kind of meet him in the beginning because he's at the League. He sends her off on that mission to go get the... To go find Liam, actually. Yeah, and so you kind of get to meet him then, but, like, I don't think Ruby really trusts him yet. Because, I mean, she doesn't know him, really. It isn't until she gets to know him a little bit more and then, you know, finds out that he's a red, too, that she really starts to trust him. Yeah, I think that was, like, what made her trust him a lot more was because he was a red. And there was, like, that really epic scene in the last book where someone was... I forget what was happening, but, like, Ruby was kind of stuck somewhere, and then someone said they needed a light or something, and Cole's like, I got you, and he, like, turned on his flame and, like, went crazy, and I I, I think that part was epic. 
I forget what you were talking about. I, I got so... <laughs> what did that have to do with what you were talking about? Oh, well, I was just talking about um, when we first met Cole, you know? So, like, Cole's not oh, a new yeah, character. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've known him a little bit more, and Ruby's known him... I think she's known him a little differently than Liam knew Cole, you know, because she knows a different side of him. I just forgot. I, I'm so... I was just remembering that part, and that's, like, one of my favorite parts in the series, honestly. I just got so wrapped up in that that I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, so we we get to see Cole's character develop a little bit more. I have to be honest, he's not my favorite character, but he also has a huge responsibility that he's trying to bear. Like, he's trying to keep all of these kids together and safe and, you know, keep them fed and everything. So, like, he's got a lot of responsibility and a lot of burden, um, but he's just, he's not my favorite character, but, you know. <laughs> there are a lot of characters and a lot of, like, conflicts between people, so it's, you can't like everybody in these situations, because they're just, everyone's, like, fighting all the time, so you even choose sides sometimes while you're reading. Yeah, there's quite a few conflicts uh, during the book, and, um, like, a lot of it has to do with, like, the situation that they're in, and what they're gonna do next, and, like, differing opinions, but, like, I think there's conflict through the whole book, is there not? Like, just... <laughs> Yeah, pretty much <laughs> between two people at least but sometimes there's just like everyone's fighting but i mean they are all stressed out right now they've had a rough childhood so i mean it's kind of understandable it's realistic honestly which i really appreciate in like the author's writing i've noticed through these books that it's like these kids are not perfect at all and like the conflict is super realistic as to, like, because of what they went through, it's, like, they are going to lash out at people and stuff. Yeah, yeah, her writing is definitely realistic, and it is, it's very well done. Like, these books are very well done, and, um, I think, you know, they're on point, uh, the whole time. Yeah, this is, like, one of my favorite series ever. Like, almost. It's in, like, the top two, I'd say. I think the one character, uh, I guess that developed the most was Zoo. Uh, because she goes from not speaking at all and, like, having to write everything that she's thinking down to actually talking. Um, and I, I think that shocked all of them enough that, like, they kind of got over their conflicts a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yeah, because, I mean, she, you know, she just started talking and it was because... I don't know, I think she felt that it was the right time to tell everyone what had happened to her when they were separated. It was also um, Vita, which is so, like, ironic, because Vita was totally, like, Vita was so mad at Zoo, like, at the beginning, but Vita would, like, Vita uh, helped her, I think, to gain a little bit more confidence just by talking to her and telling her that like, it was tough love that Vita was giving her. She's like, you can you can talk, like, you're okay. And then I think that really helped Sue also. Yeah, I think one time, didn't she say that um, not speaking only helps, um, you know, the evil people will say uh, win or something like that? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, which, I mean, Vita became, I think, an important character um, and person in Zoo's life because she became another, you know, another sister, another person who um, was looking out for her. 
there's a lot of character development, I think, in this book. Like, everyone develops, which, I mean, it's the last book in the series. Uh, you know, they're all getting ready for their big fight. Um, and, you know, they have to work through all of this conflict, which all of these people are only, like, you know, what, 17, 18, maybe? Yeah, and they're not even only just dealing with, like, conflict of other people, but a lot of them are dealing with, like, inner conflict of, like, what to do and, like, who they want to be or how they want to act. So, it's just, they're going through a lot right now. Yeah, there were definitely a lot that they were going through, and there were kind of some surprising things, too, um, like, that happened through the book. I mean, one of the most surprising things for me was Cole's death. Like, that was... Yeah. I didn't think that he was going to die. And I was very sad. That made me so sad. (laughs) (laughs) It was so sad. Yeah, I was, I was shocked. Like, you know, you know, Liam and Cole were finally starting to get along, you know, like Ruby and Liam had, you know, they had gotten back together. They were good. And so that meant that Ruby and Cole were good and everything, you know, and then he dies. And, like, Liam, he phones everybody after they all found out. You know, he phones them, and he's like, I'm not coming back. And they're like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that to me was one of the most uh, most surprising things that happened. I feel so bad for Liam, because he's already lost his sister. And then he's he finally, like, understood his brother. And then they, he was just taken away from him. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, all of these kids have had such a rough life, you know, like living in camps or if they didn't go to camps when they were really young, you know, they're hiding out and trying not to get caught. And then if they did get caught, you know, then some of them broke out of their camps. (laughs) Yeah, like these kids had to like hurt people if they wanted to survive, which like I don't think any kids should go through that. So it's it's a very it's a dark book, but. It's hard to read sometimes, but it's just so... I was so invested. Yeah, so you said you were so invested. What else did you uh, think of this book? Honestly, (laughs) this is, like... I know we're talking about, like, dark things, but this is kind of, like, lighter. I just... I love... Like, when Liam and Ruby are good, they are so cute. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. Like, they make me so happy, and I hate when they're fighting. Because I'm like, no... No, like, in the first book, when they were, like, when they were all, like, good, like, she hadn't taken his memories, so they were, like, good. I was, I just, that's, like, one of my favorite parts of these books is the, the romance part of it between Ruby and Liam. Yeah, no, that definitely helps, um, lighten up the dark, because there is a lot of dark, and it is a, it's a tough topic. Like, it's a dystopian society. The government has, uh, like, drastically shifted. Um, to the point where they're putting kids in camps and torturing them. Like, that's, you know, like, that's dark stuff. And um, But then, you know, you get these pockets, you know, where Liam and Ruby have a cute moment. Um, you know, and yeah, that, that definitely helps with the book. I also love Chubbs. <laughs> like, Chubbs is, I feel like he's underrated sometimes. But I just... He was there through it all, like, and he just, you didn't really see the effects that all this stuff had on him, because he just held it together and was strong for Ruby and Liam, and yeah, I, I love Chubbs, too. 
Yeah, he he's a really good character. And he was really good for Ruby to have, you know, when she didn't have Liam. And then, you know, when her and Liam were struggling and everything. Like, he, he was just there through it all. And, and so, like, it was really good for them. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, now that, you know, it's the end of the book, what is your favorite character? Who is, who is your favorite character? Um, Liam, obviously. Well, actually, <laughs> it's, it's hard, but definitely, like, like, I have a crush on Liam, you know, so I, I can't say anybody else, so <laughs> I'm biased. <laughs> yeah. Liam was definitely one of my favorite. He's just so easygoing most of the time. And, like, he's got, like, his southern accent and everything. Oh. Like, it just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he calls her darling. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Although, I have to say, for me, Chubbs is a close second favorite. Because, yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he's just... He's also such a good character and everything. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Um, well, thank you, uh, Talia, for joining us today. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts? Well, I think I've made myself very clear that, like, honestly, this is probably, like, this is definitely one of my favorite series ever. And I think it's, like, my, like, it's definitely in the top three. And I, I would just really recommend it because it's so, it really keeps you, like, wanting to read more. There's so much that happens. Like, we didn't, like, we only hit the surface i think of like a lot of the things that went on so i would definitely recommend it yeah uh thank you yeah uh, definitely uh go and read this book because it is such a good book yeah and there's definitely so much that we uh we did not get to cover but uh uh, and thank you for reading along with us. You can follow Open Books with Claire on Instagram using the link in the show notes or using our handle at Open Books with Claire. Uh, this episode was hosted by myself, Claire Oster, and Talia. It was edited by Alex Williams. The music we use is by Paper Planes. And Open Books with Claire is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are a proud member of the Create Vine. Bye! Mecco!